you cannot lose in this battle. You cannot fail. Thus, it is not a battle at all, but simply a process. Yet, if you do not know this, you will see it as a constant struggle. You may even believe in the struggle long enough to create a whole religion around it. This religion will teach that struggle is the point of it all. This is a false teaching. It is in not struggling that the process proceeds. It is in surrendering that the victory is won. Accidents happen because they do. Certain elements of the life process have come together in a particular way at a particular time with particular results. Results which you choose to call unfortunate for your own particular reasons. Yet they may not be unfortunate at all, given the agenda of your soul. I tell you this: there is no coincidence, and nothing happens by accident. Each event. And adventure is called to yourself by yourself in order that you might create and experience who you really are. All true masters know this. That is why mystic masters remain unperturbed in the face of the worst experiences of life, as you would define them. The great teachers of your Christian religion understand this. They know that Jesus was not perturbed by the crucifixion, but expected it. He could have walked away, but he did not. He could have stopped the process at any point. He had that power, yet he did not. He allowed himself to be crucified in order that he might stand as man's eternal salvation. Look, he said, at what I can do. Look at what is true. And know that these things and more shall you also do, for have I not said ye are gods? Yet you do not believe. If you cannot, then believe in yourself. Believe in me. Such was Jesus's compassion that he begged for a way and created it to so impact the world that all might come to heaven. Self-realization, if in no other way than through Him, for He defeated misery and death, and so might you. The grandest teaching of Christ was not that you shall have everlasting life, but that you do; not that you shall have brotherhood in God, but that you do; not that you shall have whatever you request. But that you do. All that is required is to know this, for you are the creator of your own reality, and life can show up no other way for you than that way in which you think it will. You think it into being. This is the first step in creation. God the Father is thought. Your thought is the parent which gives birth to all things. This is one of the laws we are to remember. Yes. Can you tell me others? I've told you others. I've told you them all since the beginning of time. Over and over, I've told you them. Teacher after teacher have I sent you. You do not listen to my teachers. You kill them. But why? Why do we kill the holiest among us? We kill them or dishonor them, which is the same thing. Why? Because they stand against every thought you have that would deny me. 
and deny me you must if you are to deny yourself. Why would I want to deny you or me? Because you're afraid and because my promises are too good to be true. Because you cannot accept the grandest truth. And so you must reduce yourself to a spirituality which teaches fear and dependence and intolerance rather than love and power and acceptance. You're filled with fear. And your biggest fear is that my biggest promise might be life's biggest lie. And so you create the biggest fantasy you can to defend yourself against this. You claim that any promise which gives you the power and guarantees you the love of God must be the false promise of the devil. God would never make such a promise, you tell yourself. Only the devil would to tempt you into denying God's true identity as the fearsome, judgmental, jealous, vengeful, and punishing entity of entities. Even though this description better fits the definition of a devil, if there were one. You have assigned devilish characteristics to God in order to convince yourself not to accept the godlike promises of your Creator or the godlike qualities of the self. Such is the power of fear. I'm trying to let go of my fear.